Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. I have been learning to walk in love Though it is not easy to walk, to walk in love The fruit of the Spirit is walking in love Faith, hope and love But the greatest of these is love Oh Lord Please help me to walk in love and to forgive. It's not easy, but Lord, help me. For love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not proud. It's not unbecoming. Love does not boast Love does not seek its own For love is patience And love is kind Love is not jealous Love does not boast Now there abideth faith, hope, and love But the greatest, the greatest of these is love Oh love, can I attain to it Without love, all of my prayers are nothing Without love, my giving is nothing Without love, my tongues are nothing. Oh, love is the greatest. For love is patient. And love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not proud. It's not unbecoming. Love does not boast Love does not seek its own For love is patient And love is kind Love is not jealous Love does not boast Oh And love is kind 
Love is not jealous Love is not easily provoked Love is not proud It's not unbecoming Love does not boast Love does not seek its own For love is patient Tell your neighbor And love is kind Love is not jealous Love does not boast oh, yeah. Love does not boast Amen. Holy 
are in your presence. Send forth your spirit. Fill everyone under the sound of my voice. Let us leave this place informed and transformed by the entry of your word. Holy Spirit, minister to everybody here present. At the end of the day, let all glory be unto you. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say your nicest, amen. amen. The louder your amen, the bigger your breakthrough. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. How's everybody doing? Wow. Well, it's good to see everybody in the presence of God. I pray that God will speak to you and God will speak to me. I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to you and will minister to me as well. Somebody say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Today we are blessed. My sister is around. Uh, You can see that today I'm smiling extra. My my sister is around. My big sister is here. I think you should give us a wave. Yeah, my big sister is here. Yeah. Um, I'm blessed because I am yet to meet anybody who likes me as much as my sister likes me. Yeah, I've never met anybody since I was born. I remember one day we were, in high, we were in primary school, and I think we did something wrong, or I did something wrong, and then we came for assembly, and they called the people who had done, who had been mischievous, and I was amongst them. So they decided to whip us. And when they were whipping me, my sister was crying. <laughs> me that they were whipping, I was dead. My sister was crying for me. It doesn't get better than this. Put your hands together for Jesus. Yeah. Also, my favorite niece is also here. She's called Abna. Abna, get up, give us a wave. Yeah. This is my favorite niece. Yeah. Um, anytime I say it's my favorite niece, she reminds me that she's my only niece. <laughs> but it's good to have them around. It's wonderful. We are blessed. Put your hands together for Jesus. All right, let's get into the word of God. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Is that not so? And we're we are looking at the big subject, perhaps, who is the Holy Spirit? Okay? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. And in verse 16, he says, I will pray the Father, and he will send you the Holy Spirit. Or he will send you another comforter. All right? Now, he says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So, he said, who am I sending? I'm sending the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, or neither do they know him. But you know him, because he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So, Jesus tells us that, He is asking God to send us his spirit. 
But as he's sending us his spirit, his plan is that he, he described the Holy Spirit as the comforter, which is, I'm sending you a helper. And he said, I'm sending you another comforter, which means that a comforter who is just like me, who will help you just like I helped you, who will deal with you just as I dealt with you. That was Jesus' instruction. But then he says, the world cannot see him. Why? The world cannot receive him because they can't see him. And they don't know him. But you know him because he dwells in you. Now, Jesus explains to us why Christians don't benefit completely from the Holy Spirit. And he uses the world to do that explanation. The reason why the world cannot receive him, the reason why they cannot benefit from him, the reason why they are not blessed by the Holy Spirit is because they cannot see the Holy Spirit and they do not know the Holy Spirit. Which implies to us that our knowledge of the Holy Spirit is what will help us or make us benefit from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will have complete effect on our lives if we know him. Hallelujah. So, I said many Christians are on earth trying to get Jesus to help them. Meanwhile, Jesus has given all of us the Holy Spirit to help us. So, we are more or less like unbelievers or like the world. Because we don't know the Holy Spirit. We don't even know how he operates. We don't know what we are supposed to do. How we are supposed to relate with him. How we are supposed to get him to help us. So today I want to answer the question, who is the Holy Spirit? Many Christians don't have a problem with who is God. Many Christians don't have a problem with who is Jesus. But when you ask who is the Holy Spirit then the problems begin. Because we have not made time to know the Holy Spirit. Or we have just relegated the Holy Spirit to some bottom, some wind that blows. Usually on Thursdays, it blows around. That's the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? Or something. So who is the Holy Spirit? Now, to to know who the Holy Spirit is, it's important that we understand the mystery of the Godhead. In Colossians 2 verse 9, the Bible tells us that in him, the Bible is talking about Jesus. The Bible says, in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Okay, so it's important that we understand what the Godhead is or what we popularly know as the Trinity. It's important that we understand that then we will know who the Holy Spirit is. Hallelujah. First John chapter 5 verse 7. Please put the scriptures there so that you know that they are all in the Bible. First John chapter 5 verse 7. The Bible says that for there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. So from this scripture, John establishes to us that in heaven, there are three powers that are in heaven. There are three personalities that are in heaven. The Father, the Word, which is Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, who is Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. And he says, and these are one. Now, many people, when it comes to the Godhead and they hear about the Trinity, they say, do we have three gods? 
Is it like as Christians we have three gods? No, we do not have three gods. We have one God. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, the Bible says that, Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. So we don't have three gods. We have one God. But this one God has three distinct personalities. Has, you can see three persons in one. Three persons in one. We don't serve three gods. We serve one God. But our God is a three personality God. Pastor, how can this be? Look at water. What is the chemical composition of water? Two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of what? Oxygen. That's what makes water. Okay, so anytime you put two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen together, you get water. That is what they say H2O. It's not a password. Okay. H2O. So let's stay with water. Okay, let's stay with water. Now, water can be in three different states and still remain as water. When you take the normal water which we drink, whether it's cold, hot, or room temperature, we call it water. Is that not so? And that's a liquid. It's liquid because it flows. All right? But the fact that it is flowing doesn't take it away from it that it has two hydrogens and one oxygen. It's still water. For as long as it has two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen, it's water. That same water, when it's put in the freezer and it's frozen, it takes another form, which is a solid form, which we refer to as ice or ice cubes or whatever, or ice cream. All right? But you and I still know that it's water. What makes it water? Two atoms of what? And one atom of what? So whether it's flowing or it's solid, it's still water. Then this same water, if you subject it to heat, you put it on the stove and you let it boil for a long time. You put a bowl of water on fire, you let it boil for a long time. By the time you come back, you realize that there's nothing in the water. It's not because somebody has in the bowl. It's not because it has been stolen or a thief or, or no. That water has turned into, has taken up another form, which is vapor. So when you are there, you see the steam, the steam going up. It's still water. Because if you are to capture that thing and test it, you will find two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. Water. Water. It's still water. Do you get it? So whether the water is solid, is liquid, or is in a gas, which is vapor, is still water. That's how our God is. Whether he's God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit is still that one God. 
He's still that one God. So Moses said to the children of Israel, Hear ye, the Lord your God, he's one God. Just one. Just one. One. So pastor, how do they operate? Well, they are one, the Trinity, or these three personalities we have talked about. They are one. So even let's look at Jesus. When Jesus gave the, the great commission, Matthew 28, 19, he said, go ye preach the gospel, they said, and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not complete. You just Father, Son, Holy, that's God. And, and the Bible, like we read earlier, it said, there are three that bear record in heaven, and these are one. How are they one? They are one in nature, in their nature. They are one in their purpose. They are one in their work. They are one in their aim. They are one in their desires. They are one in their relations. Everything, they are one. They operate together. They do everything together. How do we know? Let's look at creation. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. You have seen God, ne? That God there is God the Father. Verse 2, the Bible says, and the earth was, was void. And darkness covered the face of the earth. And the Spirit of the Lord, immediately you see the Holy Spirit coming on board. And the Spirit of the Lord moved along the surface of the deep. Who's missing there? Jesus. Verse 3. And the Lord said, or and God said, let there be light. And there was light. That where God said, that's Jesus. John 1, 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word by him, all things were made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Verse 14, the Bible says, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Creation. So in, in verse 26 of Genesis 1, when the Bible says, God says, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, God was talking about he, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the us. This is the us. I said, they are one in everything they do. Now salvation. Let's look at salvation. When God decided to save the earth, the Bible says in John 3, 16, which is a scripture we all know, it said, for, for God, as we are going, always look out for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. It said, for God so loved the world. What was the plan? God wanted to save the world. So, for God, who is God the Father, he loved the whole world. That he sent who? His only begotten son, Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God sent not his son to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved clear plan you can see the father you can see the son is that not so so Jesus comes onto the earth to come and take out this mission of saving you and I as he comes 
The Bible says he, he goes to John to be baptized. And in Luke chapter 3, when John was baptizing him, Bible says that when and Jesus being baptized and praying, the heavens opened. And guess who comes on the scene? And the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Like a dove. In a bodily form. Like as unto a dove. And said, this is my beloved son. In whom I will please. Before Jesus could carry on with the mission. As for coming, he has come. But to carry on with the mission, the Holy Spirit must come on board. I see the Holy Spirit coming into your life. So in, in Luke chapter 4, just after this experience, Jesus appears in Luke chapter 4. Then he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is all, now, I'm now beginning to talk. The Holy Ghost is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To carry out this mission, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. So, the Trinity is made up of these three personalities. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father is the boss. He gives the instructions. We want to do this. We want to do that. Let's do this. Then we have Jesus, our Redeemer. Our Savior, God the Son, came onto the earth, died for us, shed his blood, washed away our sins, loved us, taught us. We loved him too. All our songs are about him. We love him so much. I have so many songs. Jesus, you're the sweetest name of all. Oh, Jesus. Even when you sing about Jesus, your heart becomes warm. You always hear me when I call Oh Jesus You lift me up each time I fall You're the sweetest The sweetest name of Jesus How I love to praise your name How I love to praise your name
greatest song that we know. Jesus, that name above person than Jesus. Amen. Yeah, you sit down. Then we have the Holy Spirit. I said we have God the Father, the creator of all things, then God the Son, who is Jesus, who came to die for us, to redeem us, to save us. Then we have the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. Now, when we say the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead, we do not mean that he's the third in, 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 in command. There are three people. If you count one, two, three, he's, num- he's three. Not third in rank. Third in number. But same in power. 
Same in authority. Same in splendor. Same in glory. Same in everything. The problem for today's Christian is to take your eye off Jesus and put it on the Holy Spirit. We, we accept God is there. Jesus is there. But to move from here to the Holy Spirit, that's the problem. We feel that Jesus will feel jealous if we, if we, if we concentrate on the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, Jesus is also in heaven saying that Go for the Holy Spirit. Go for the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, we are stuck here. We go, oh, Jesus. You, you know the way we... If you look at the way we sang about Jesus, we all, our hearts melt. That's why we don't have a lot of songs about the Holy Spirit. All our songs are about Jesus. Because we can't make that transition. Meanwhile, God is expecting us to make that transition to the Holy Spirit. What are their roles? I answer this question and then I close. What are their roles? Jeez, let's start with God. God the Father. Where are they and what are their roles? Or where is the Godhead right now and what are they doing? So let's start with God. Since you are comfortable, let's start in familiar territory. Since you are comfortable with God. God, he's sitting in heaven on his throne. Isaiah 6, Isaiah said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah, not somebody else, me, myself, I saw the Lord seated on its throne, exalted and lifted up, and the train of his glory filled the temple. He said, this is what God is doing. Me, I saw him. He was he's sitting in heaven, he's sitting on his throne. He's sitting on his throne, he's collecting funds. He's sitting on his throne, he's taking selfies and updating his Facebook page and WhatsApp status. How do I know that? That's why you see lightning all over. Where do you think the light comes from? It's the flash. Yeah. Look, we were playing tennis last week. Lungani asked me, he said, where does lightning come from? I said, when they are taking pictures in heaven, that's where lightning comes from. Yeah. Sitting in heaven. Why is he sitting in heaven collecting funds? I'll explain to you. You are laughing, but I'm serious. Why is he sitting? Because his work is done. His work is complete. His work is perfect. There's nothing to add to what God has done. Nobody can come. God, God doesn't have competitors. God is not like this modern day technology. When you create, how many of you remember BBS or BIS? Um, BBM. BBM. No, it was the craze of the day. If you didn't have BBM. Blackberry. I remember my wife had a Blackberry. I never had one. Look. They look like the G's in town. Until Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone. Run Blackberry out of business. Run Nokia out of business. Run everybody out of business. But God, God doesn't have any competition. He doesn't, there's nobody who can come and do something and say, wow, okay, we are leaving God to go to this one. There's nothing like that. Because, not because he's not allowing, there's nobody who can contend. Nobody. No matter how wild our imaginations are, we can't get to God. We can't get to God. We can't get to his level. So he's sitting in heaven, just relaxed, taking selfies. 
Yeah, he's sitting every day, he would up. Yeah. Nothing to do anymore. The job is done. It's complete. Yeah. What again do you need? Man has sinned. Man is going to hell. He decides, oh, I'm going to make a plan. He sends his son, Jesus. Jesus, he, he brings the perfect sacrifice. Perfect sacrifice to save mankind. Such that there's no way you can go to hell if, 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 if you accept Jesus. There's nothing anybody can ask for anymore. So there's nothing else for him to do. There's nothing left. He's just, I'm, I'm sure God is sitting in heaven with popcorn in his hand, with a Coca-Cola by him, and watching the rest of the movie. He's just watching things unfold. There's, there's nothing for him to do. That's how efficient he is. There's nothing left for him to do. He's done it all. He has sacrificed his son. He has raised him from the dead. Man will be saved. He's just waiting for the day that he decides, okay, enough is enough. We are coming down there and we are taking the earth by storm. We carry our people and take them to heaven. It's done. It's done. Capture Satan and finish Satan completely for the last time. That's it. He's just waiting. So he's just, it's like you are watching a movie and he's just chewing popcorn. Wow, I see what they are doing, Peter Mary. They are singing about Jesus. Nice, nice, nice. Then he'll take the remote control. Let's change the channel. Let's see what they are doing at the first love center. Oh, Bishop is on crusade. Oh, nice, nice. Then he's just watching us. That's not people. That's why he's sitting on his throne. And as he's sitting on his throne, he said, the train of his glory it fills the whole temple. Jesus, God the Son. Where is he? What is he doing? What is Jesus doing? Where is he? The first thing you must know is that Jesus is also in heaven. Acts 2, 33, 32, 33. Stephen tells us that Jesus, he's seated at the right hand side of the Father. That's why sometimes when God updates his Facebook, we see Jesus is also inside. Yes, they are sitting together. Seated at his right hand. Situation right now. We are sitting in heaven. Yeah. Why is Jesus sitting in heaven? Hey, pastor, why is Jesus sitting in heaven? I'm here struggling. Very simple. Jesus, he has come. Come to shed his blood. Come to suffer. Come to die. Make the perfect sacrifice. Shed his precious blood. Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And our problem is sin. So he has already come to shed his blood to pay for our sin. He's died. He's, he's risen from the dead. He's gone to heaven. There's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. He's just sitting by God and they're having chat from time to time. Hebrews 7 25, the Bible says, He ever liveth to make intercession for us. So he's sitting with God and he's making intercession. He says, Oh, you see that guy there, that Lungani guy. Oh, I beg, please give him a new car. His car is coughing too much, please. Let's give him a new car. Let's give him a new car. His car is coughing too much. That's all. He's sitting there making intercession for us, talking to God on our behalf. Talking to God. He ever liveth to make intercession for us. That's what Jesus is doing. So I don't know why you guys keep bothering Jesus that he should come and solve your problems. Look, let him enjoy his holiday in heaven and be free. He has died for us already. He has finished what he came to do. Then the mighty, mighty Holy Spirit. 
Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will send you another comforter. And this comforter will be with you forever. Then he explained the spirit of truth, blah, blah, blah. Then eight, he says, I will not leave you comfortless, which is to say, I will not leave you helpless. I will come to you. How will I come to you? I'll come to you by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here on earth. Acts chapter 2. Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when it was the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in one place and with one accord. And there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And there appeared, and entered the house where they and there appeared clothing tongues as of fire. And he sat upon the verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Since that day that the Holy Spirit came, he has not gone anywhere again. He's been on earth here. He's here full time. The Holy Spirit is on earth full time. So the Godhead, the Godhead is represented on earth by the Holy Spirit. Not by God. Not by Jesus. In the Old Testament, anytime you see God, they are talking about God the Father. Then the Gospels introduce to us Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is like Jack Bauer. How many of you know Jack Bauer? Yeah. There's no stronger person like Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. So in the Gospels, Jesus appears on the scene. Finishes his work in the four Gospels. And then he goes away. Then he sends us. The new represent. I, I told you, water, it can be solid, it can be liquid, and it can be gas. So he sends the final person in the Godhead, who is the Holy Spirit, to come and take care of you and I, you and I, you and I, to take care of you and I. Now it's up to us to accept the reality that is the time of the Holy Spirit. It's the time of the Holy Spirit. And to work with the Holy Spirit. The, the, our struggle to accept that is time to focus on the Holy Spirit. Is what makes our Christian life difficult. It's what makes us struggle with many things. Because Jesus said, I will send you another comforter. A comforter is a helper. Somebody who comes to help you with what you are doing. One of the things we need help with is our Christian life. A helper, if you look at the, the film stars, the guy was going to fall in sin because of those stubborn unbelievers who were trying to trap him. But the Holy Spirit, even the fact that he tried to download the thing and there was no network. Somebody who used to work at MTN. I mean, imaginate it, as somebody said to me. Imaginate it. Yeah, imagine it. Tell your neighbor, imagine it. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine. I mean, imagine. No, imagine. The network was off. It was all the Holy Spirit trying to help. Trying to help. That's how come you escape. Many of you will escape many things if you allow the Holy Spirit to help you. Yeah. But you are still waiting for Jesus. Hey, look. One day I gave a guy a book. A book, this famous book by Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And then he started to read the book. Look, I have never seen a human being transform 
so rapidly like that before. He had the book just one month. He used to lead prayer for us. When he takes the microphone to lead prayer, then he will start to cry. Then the people who are praying, they also start to cry. Yeah. He's just, when he takes them, he starts to speak in tongues. Then he starts to cry. Then the people who are praying with him, they also start to cry. Then he came to me one day. He said to me, Pastor, I realize that as I'm reading this book, I am falling in love with the Holy Spirit. I said, oh, that's the reason why I gave you the book. Then he said, no, no, no. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, so I want to give you your book back. Then he brought my book to me. So I took my book from him. Yeah. Today as I talk to you, he's a backsliding, fully backsliding unbeliever. So, I mean, after that experience, he started to struggle with his Christian life. He will backslide small, then he will front slide, then he will backslide, then he will come back, he will backslide, then he will come back, like that. Today as I talk to you, I had a dream he was in jail. I told him. I, th- I, th- I don't want to come and visit you in jail. You better be careful. And all my stories are true. I've been a pastor for long, uh, such a long time that I don't need to make up a story. Yeah. Today as I speak to you, he's a fully blown unbeliever. Yeah. If we neglect the Holy Spirit, we'll start to struggle. Jesus, I'll send you somebody who will help you. Will help you. John 16, John 14, let's look at John 14 first. What is the Holy Spirit doing? Number one, he's helping us, which is what we have seen already. The comforter, the helper, the strengthener. He's helping us. Number two, he's teaching us. John John 14, that same John 14, verse 26, he says that, when he, the comfort, but the comforter, whom the father shall, who, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the father shall send in my name, what will he do? He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. And he will bring all things to your remembrance. That's his job, to teach you all things. That's what he's doing. If we allow the Holy Spirit to have control in our lives and to walk with him, he will begin to teach us. Teach us things. Teach us. Even as I'm preaching, so many people are not learning. No, as a pastor, I have realized you can teach and teach and people don't learn. Unless the Holy Spirit teaches them, they won't learn. Sometimes you preach, when you say something in the beginning, the person is stuck at that place. Throughout the time you are preaching, he's thinking about, eh, why did he say that eh, God is taking a selfie? Is, is there iPhone in heaven for God to... T- so, the, oh, you are stuck there. It's like you have a, a block. Mental block. You can't go past it. You are still, hey, okay, maybe there's an iPhone in heaven. Oh. All right, after church, I'll call my friend who's in heaven, who died three years ago, to check with him to, 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 to find out if really is true. He's stuck the whole thing. Yeah. And sometimes people watch their film stars, and when they think, all they hear is their jokes. All they hear is the jokes. They don't hear anything. So you think you are preaching, but they don't hear anything. Oh, yeah. They don't hear anything. Now, when, 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 when they are doing whatever they are, the jokes, they are just the icing on the cake. Just so that it's nice to watch. But every time there's a message. Today they are doing a, a drama. They say about the Holy Spirit must lead you. Is that, where are the film people? Yeah. 
It's like they have given you a cake and you are busy eating the icing. Eating the icing and you leave the cake. Well, the icing is useless without the cake. But the cake is okay without the icing. We have cake with no icing. But we never have icing without cake. Mildred, is that not true? Yeah. Do you, do you give people, uh, it's your birthday, you make I- icing, then you go and give it to them. No, the icing is the part that is sweet, it's nice. So when you eat the cake a little, uh, Mildred didn't make it well, but uh, then, then you use the icing to balance it. That's it. But you never eat the icing by itself. Many people get stuck there. But when the Bible, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will be teaching you. So your pastor is preaching, then the Holy Spirit himself is teaching you. That's how come when I preach, then you suddenly you're like, ah, I understand. It's not that I'm a good preacher. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. Amen. Of course, I'm a good preacher. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> but that is not the only reason. That the reason is that the Holy Spirit, because your neighbor is hearing the same preacher, but nothing is happening to him. He's not changing. He's still the same. It's like pouring water on a stone. Or pouring water on a duck. You know a duck, ne? A duck is a duck or duck. And a duck or duck is a duck. Yeah. Idada. It's like you're pouring, pouring water on Idada. It just pours there and shakes their body. Then the water is gone. The, the word reaches you when the Holy Spirit starts teaching you. Sometimes you open your Bible, you're having your quiet time. You see that the Holy Spirit is teaching you. Suddenly, the same thing you have been reading for nine years that you didn't understand. For the first time in your life, you understand. The Holy Spirit has just taught you. Yeah, just taught you. Just taught you something. So Jesus said, he will teach you. He's here to teach you. Many things that you don't know, he will teach you. Number three. Number three. John 16, I think verse 13, the Bible tells us, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth is is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself. He will speak the things that he has seen and heard. When the Holy Spirit, you allow the Holy Spirit, what he does is that he guides you into all truth. Into all truth. The world is filled with deception. So much deception. Look, now it's even easier to deceive somebody than it was in the days of our parents. Yeah, full of deception. Yesterday, somebody was asking me, so, Pastor, how do you find the right person to marry? A guy was asking me. And I can understand such a question because the world is very different. The world is very different now. You don't even know whether the person is a man or a woman or... The world is different. But you, let's stay with, we are in church, let's stay with left and right. Let's, let's forget about in between, let's stay with left and right. Even today, the left, you are not sure. Because when, they, when you see them coming to church, look, Lungani, today's world, anybody can be anybody. Especially the ladies. I mean, if you wake up today, spa. As a lady, and you, you say, oh, I want to be, uh, who are some of the ladies? Who? Angelina Jolie. Oh, you no, know, I don't have any problem. Anybody? Do you, Beyonce. You know Beyonce, right? That girl who lives at Imbali. Yes, that's one. 
If you want to be Beyonce today, all you need is a picture of Beyonce. Then you take your face. I don't know how they do it. I'm never there, so I don't see. I don't know whether they remove their face and they put it down. Then they do it. They paint it. Wow, Beyonce. Then they wear their face. That's how you do it, eh? You take it. You put it on them. You put their face on a mannequin. And you draw it. So when you finish drawing it, then you put it on. Then the person is coming to take Beyonce. So after you have married her, when you go home and she takes the face off. My God. How many of you have watched this movie before? The mask. The mask. You remember that guy, ne? During the day, or normally, he's a normal guy moving around. But he has a certain mask in his back. Then when he, it's time to do something, then he will take it out. Then he will put it on. Then it will go... Then he will transform into some green... Yeah, then he says, somebody stop me. Smoking. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That is the type of people we are living with right now. So the sister is sitting by you. You don't know. You don't know the real person. You see the hair flowing. It's because she has worn the mask. And she has said, somebody stop me. Smoking. Yeah. So you are not sure. Check out, check out the nearest sister by you. If it's the real person you are looking at. If it's the real person. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, before, relax, relax. Before, before we'll say, oh, take care swimming. Yeah. Take care swimming. So when you take care swimming, then the water will wash it away. Then you see the real person. But now it doesn't work like that anymore. After we said that, they also went to have a meeting. And they decided that they have found a way to unmask us. So let us get something that water, something that is water resistant. So they made waterproof makeup. Look, you can take them deep water diving, scuba diving. When they come out, they are still the same. My God! After baptism, when they come out of the water, they are still the same. Now, what shall we do? What shall we do? Now we are, Johnny, you are trapped in a world where everybody is trying to deceive you. Every sister is trying to deceive you. Hey! When you, when you go to their, their homes unannounced, you say what? So you meet the person, you say, I'm looking for so and so. So it's me. You say, oh no, it's not you. Let's be serious. It's not you. Do you remember the story I told you of a guy who was going to a sister's house? Then he saw some guy at the door, at the gate. And I told you, my father-in-law used to be very wild. So when you are coming, you see us, you see him standing there, you just continue walking. Keep walking, Johnny Walker, you just continue. Because if you make an attempt that day you go to jail. Yeah, and he was thick, tall like Goliath. Huh. 
So this guy, when he was coming, I'm sure the, the man was like my father-in-law. So, he saw somebody there. Then he sent the girl a message. Listen, I'll come tomorrow. Because I see your father is standing at the gate. Then the girl replies, oh, don't worry, it's me. I'm the one standing there. My father is out of town. I'm the one standing there. She has removed the wig. So it's like she's now a guy. How then will you avoid such a deception? How then? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you, this is the one. This is not the one. Avoid this one. Go for this one. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will even touch your heart. It's like to save you from distraction or deception, it touches your heart. Then you see that your heart is drawn towards this particular person. Other people will be advising you, oh, but this one is nicer. This one is taller. This one is smoother. Even this one is a yellow bone. You will save a lot on electricity. But this dark one, there will be problems. So, no, I like this one. The Holy Spirit has just touched your heart so that you can be delivered from deception. Says when he's come, he will guide you into all truth. Who should I do business with? What course should I do? What should, where should I live? What should I use my life for? The Holy Spirit will guide you. Will guide you. So you go. You have the choice to apply for engineering, chemical engineering, civil engineering, and mechanical engineering. You put in your choices. You go. They say civil is full. You go. They say mechanical is full. Then you see, you only get into electrical engineering. God is leading you into, by his spirit, into electrical engineering. Because per adventure, if you had entered into civil engineering, you would go and meet a certain guy in civil engineering. And that would be the last day of your Christian life. So guide him away. Guide him away. Guide him away. He says he will guide you. He will guide you into all truth. Into, from today, you will never be deceived again. Amen. You will no longer be deceived. Yeah. Look, people can lie. You no, know, if you have been around for a, a, a while, they can lie. Look, people can lie even when they are not under any pressure. When there's nothing at stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it won't lead to anything. Did you eat before you came to church? Whether the answer is yes or no, it doesn't change anything. You will see they will be lying. They'll size you up and say, ah, which answer is politically right? Then they give it to you. Always remember this thing. Look, you can meet somebody. If you meet them in church, say, do you drink? Say, no, never. Not not even Coca-Cola, never. Not even communion, never. Hmm, okay. The same person, you meet the person in a nightclub. Say, do you drink? Oh, yeah. Vodka, gin, Smirnoff. Shots, tequila shots. Oh, I, I take them. Why? Because in the club, if you don't drink, it's some way. And at church, if you drink, it's some way. So they look at the environment, then they give you the answer. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. You see a brother in the church looking nice, every day looking nice. When he leaves church, daha song. Yeah, daha. Oh. He has smoked weed uh, as you are seeing him there. But when he's singing the worship, oh, you, you think it's an angel. 
You look at him and say, my God, I wish I can worship like this guy. I wish I can worship like this guy. He's lying. He, as he's there, he's as high as a high school as he's standing there. Oh God. May the Holy Spirit guide you into all truth. May you no longer be deceived. May nobody deceive you. May nobody trick you. Yeah, may nobody trick you and deceive you. The Holy Spirit, the guide, as a pastor, look, as a pastor, people only tell me good things. Yeah. Yeah, they say, when you ask them, say, oh, glory God. God is moving by his spirit. Many wonders he's about to perform. That's how they talk. So when you talk to them, you can't hear the real truth. Never. Do you pray? Oh, yes. Just like Elijah. Do you read your Bible? Oh, pastor, have you not met me? I'm like Paul. Hey. But go and see them at home. They are almost like witches. Yeah. Go, if you like, go and ask their mother. One, one brother, he was going to marry a sister. Then the mother of the sister told him that, look, this girl you are marrying, she's very lazy. Like my daughter, she's very lazy. So be prepared to buy a washing machine, dishwasher, get a house, or be prepared. He said, oh, no, mama, no, you don't know your daughter. My, my, this is my beloved. Oh, hard working. Look, going to buy food for you at KFC is not hard work. Until he married. Look, the girl can sleep like she's dead. Like, like she's dead. She's dead. Like she's dead. Church of God, it's only the Holy Spirit who can guide you into all truth. I pray that God by his spirit will guide us into all truth. That we'll no longer be deceived, we'll no longer be tricked by the devil into doing anything that we are not supposed to do. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. My God. Lift your hands and pray for yourself for a second or two as we close. Lord, pray, ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide. Somebody your guide. Somebody will guide you. Somebody who will direct you. Who will lead you. Who will lead you. Lead you away from destruction. Lead you away from deception. Pray right now wherever you are. Mandolobo Rimo si palo seko leba. Miso li palo skepala. Guide us, guide us, guide us, guide us. Holy Spirit, help us to know you. 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 Help us to know. Help us to know you. Help us to know you. As I walked I sent his presence. Continue praying. Continue praying wherever you are. Meso paloba. Yes, Lord. Pray for yourself, young man. Pray for yourself, young lady. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. And ask the Holy Spirit. And tell the Holy Spirit, teach me, teach me to know you. Let me know you. Let me know you. Maso pale kosipaya, randolo boske pandola, lefe dosi paloba, 
pray wherever you are. Everybody pray. Masro this morning you want to say pastor pray with me I want to surrender my life to Jesus the Holy Spirit is only for Christians it's not for unbelievers if you are not born again you cannot have the Holy Spirit help you you are here today you want to say pastor please pray with me I want to go to heaven when I die I want to receive the Holy Spirit I don't want to go to hell when I die you are here like that. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. Close your eyes, please. 
Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. You are here like that. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift your hands up. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come, I'll pray with you. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, fill them with your spirit and use them to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.